guys welcome welcome to the people scare me podcast thank you so much for stopping by um i hope everyone's doing as well as you could be and the reason why i say that is because so many terrible things are going on in this world it's just so hard to possibly ignore it but i mean i guess my best advice is to just try to stay off of social media um, as much as you can throughout the day, don't get too fixated on it. But other than that, I, um, I hope everyone's like as safe as they can be and thriving as you could be and everything in between. So before I get started with this special episode of the People Screaming Podcast, I have a certain announcement, just a little one. I am in the midst or in the process of trying to get together a new additional podcast um, still with me Rose as your host and this certain podcast uh, I have to create it on another platform because the one I'm using now is anchor.fm but it doesn't allow me to create another podcast it just says okay well this is all you got so that's what you're left with but anyway I um what's that other podcast app I have it's called Podbean so I'm basically gonna use an app called Podbean to record my next or newest um podcast and the name of it is going to be um speaking of lyrics like speaking of lyrics And in that podcast, I'm going to be talking about breaking down the meaning of certain lyrics in specifically R&B and soul songs because I am an R&B head. I I mainly listen to R&B like literally literally like 80% of the time. And if not that, maybe some hip hop here, maybe some pop there, but usually I'm into R&B. So that's going to be the topic of that podcast of speaking of lyrics So I'll give you more updates on that one when that unravels. So anywho, this episode is going to be a very important and serious one. And I know it's called a a serious discussion, but technically I guess it's not really a discussion since it's only me, but you know what I mean. Um, It's a serious discussion about drug abuse and its impact on people and this nation and the reason why I chose this topic is because you know unfortunately after um and even before rest in peace uh DMX's passing I've heard a lot of people mention that he was also, you know, struggling from drugs and he's had a long battle with it ever since his, I believe his teen years, very young. And it's just so sad that he's had to go through that. And of course, you know, before he passed, it was due to heart complications or a heart attack. Um, I guess it was from basically him overdosing at on a certain day at a certain time and 
not even just talking about DMX, but a lot of celebrities like, um, I mean, I don't want to call these people out of their name. I'm not making fun of them. I'm not ridiculing them. It's just me talking about who I've seen be open or talk about, or we've seen them struggle with drugs, at, um, such as Demi Lovato and Whitney Houston and, um, who else? Well, even though like for Michael Jackson's case, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't like the drugs that we're used to hearing about like heroin or crack. It was like basically medical, um, drugs, but you know, it's, it was that overdose as well, or a a medical, um, pill cocktail sort of thing. But anyway, my point is like both celebrities and regular folks like you and I, or well, not, not me, I'm just saying in general, um, drug abuse is a, a huge problem. And I feel like we, I mean, among all of the other causes and fight for justice and all of the other problems in the, in the whole world, I know that there's a lot of problems that we can't fix all of it but when it comes to drug abuse I feel like it's not I don't want to say it's not taken seriously because it is but compared to everything else I just feel like people just kind of push it to the wayside or it's sometimes used as a joke in certain cases or you know well if that person is on drugs then it's their fault that they got on it in the first place it's it's that type of stigma And I wanted to talk about, you know, I I guess basically I'm going to be going over very simple questions that I'm going to be, you know, typing into Google as I'm talking and simple questions that basically a 10 year old would ask about drug abuse and how it gets started and how to help other people. Um, So first I, before that, I want to talk about my own experience, not personally. I, I myself have never done drugs, never done crack, heroin, the, you know, gummies. I've never even smoked weed. I've never smoked anything. The most I've ever done in my little goody two shoes life is just have a drink or two socially, or once in a while I drink some like fruity tasting coolers and that's it. But But I have unfortunately witnessed um, or at least heard about, you know, people like my, some of my family members or like kind of distant relatives or cousins deal with drug abuse and um, substance abuse. Um, It's so sad that I have to say that a, a couple of people in my family have passed away from um if not drug abuse it's that the drugs were like an added thing or an added complication to their their passing and um it just really seems like it seems like whenever you hear about someone dealing with drugs and abusing them I don't want to say this for everybody, but it just seems like a lot of the times 
it really does have a way of cutting your lifespan and I re- it makes me really wonder how how many more years would this person live if they never even touched the stuff if they've never even experimented with drugs and you know I mean I'm I'm grateful I'm so grateful that even though I heard about it even though I knew of people who did it I'm so grateful that I wasn't in a direct environment where someone was pushing them on me or I'm glad that you know neither of my parents did that stuff or basically kept me away from that influence and um another another uh, way I I've um seen or watched people do drugs is of course in movies right like in in media in movies and tv shows and in, in also comedic skits where you know most of the time I'm not gonna lie like sometimes you laugh when you see characters like Tyrone Biggums from the the Chappelle show um being a crackhead and people think it's funny and we know it's just a show and we know that Tyrone Biggums isn't like a real person who is battling um drug addiction and you know movies like Pulp Fiction and you know all these other drug cartel movies and even in music right where I mean I'm not gonna blame it on rap I would never do that I'm not gonna say oh it's all it's all hip-hop's fault it's all rap's fault that you say all these horrible lyrics about doing drugs I don't know but I'm just including it <clears throat> because I've heard like so many lyrics about doing half a Xan and I'm gonna get lit and you know snort this and Percocet and like just all these um highlighted things and um kind of like almost a glorification of of drug use almost and it's not that people are telling you hey kids or hey other adults do drugs now but it's just a thing that I've noticed in the media how drug abuse isn't really taken as quote seriously or it's just something that looks fun it's um it's dangerous in a fun way and you know it's the lifestyle of rich people but anywho I'm gonna get started with these questions so once again I'm gonna ask like basic questions as if I have no idea what drugs are where they come from and hopefully these questions will help someone else who's listening and or if you would like to better understand it so I'm gonna type these in real quick let's see I'm gonna try to copy and paste as fast as possible so the first question is why do people use drugs one of the simplest questions ever so I'm gonna paste this okay right now I'm clicking a website called drugabuse.gov 
it says right here why do people use drugs people use drugs for many reasons they want to feel good stop feeling bad or perform better in school or at work or they're curious because others are doing it and they want to fit in the last reason is very common among teens drugs excite the parts of the brain that make you feel good but after you take a drug for a while the feel-good parts of your brain get used to it they wait then you need to take more of the drug to get the same good feeling soon your brain and body must have the drug to just feel normal so even just after that people may try drugs because okay I want to fit in or if you're older okay I'm stressed and nothing else is working and my life is horrible and I just want to have that mental escape in that high and after the first few times of using your brain or a a certain part of your brain just um, gets used to it and uh, what's that what is that called Uh, probably like dopamine right um, am I saying that right? Nope. Probably, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But anyway, certain um, parts of your brain are those, you know, those happy feelings. And when you get high and then you come low, you, of course, your brain wants more of it. And then after a while, just like anything else, it, your body just gets used to it. So um, let's read a little bit more. Drug use can start as a way to to escape, right? But it can quickly make your life worse. Besides just not feeling well, different drugs can affect your brain and body in many different ways. So... With... I'm going to skip alcohol and marijuana because those are, like, not so bad compared to the harder ones. So... For heroin, similar to opioid pain relievers, your heart rate and breathing may slow to dangerous levels, leading to coma or death. With prescription medications, your body temperature could get dangerously high, or you may have an irregular heartbeat, heart failure, or seizures. For cocaine and methamphetamine, you may get violent, have panic attacks, or feel paranoid, or have a heart attack. For ecstasy or molly, you may feel confused for a long time after you take it and have problems with attention memory and sleep lsd your emotions may change quickly and you might not be able to recognize reality frightening flashbacks can happen for long after use inhalants your heart kidneys lungs and brain may get damaged even a healthy person can suffer heart failure and with and death within minutes of sniffing a lot of in, of an inhalant okay so next question The next question I have is, what are the most common types of drugs people use? So I'm going to copy this. And please excuse my heavy breathing if I'm breathing heavy, by the way. And I think most of them are from this drugabuse.gov. Makes sense. So... Okay, many drugs can alter a person's thinking and judgment. Da, 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 da. Information on commonly used drugs with the potential for misuse or addiction can be found here. Okay, so it is basically like a long list of common um, 
drugs and it includes alcohol but it also says um cocaine dmt so dmt i'm not even going to pronounce that word is a synthetic drug that produces intense but relatively short-lived hallucinogenic experiences um there's ghb depressant approved for use in the treatment of narcolepsy the disorder that causes daytime sleep attacks hallucinogens heroin inhalants ketamine cat k-h-a-t kratom lsd i don't really think marijuana i mean most people don't believe that marijuana or or weed is a drug technically but i guess maybe it can be depending on how addicted you are to it there's um mescaline methamphetamine or meth over-the-counter medicines pcp opioids so there's a whole lot steroids okay so next question is gonna be how many people are currently struggling with drug abuse in the world and america so i'm first gonna put the world click on this one okay so this is from America America and addiction centers.org okay let's so statistics so it says according to the national survey on drug use and health 19.7 million American adults aged 12 and older battled a substance use disorder in 2017. Almost 74% of adults suffering from a substance use disorder in 2017 struggled with an alcohol use disorder. About 38% of adults in 2017 battled an illicit drug use disorder. Um, In 2017, 8.5 million American adults suffered from both a mental health disorder and a substance use disorder and drug abuse and addiction cost american society more than 740 billion dollars annually in lost workplace productivity healthcare expenses and crime related costs okay so is that in okay so this these stats were based on in america i want to know the world So I'm going on unodc.org and this is based on a drug, a world drug report in 2020, global drug use rising while COVID-19 has far reaching impact on global drug markets. So of course people are using more drugs to escape and you know, since times are getting tougher and more horrible. So it says, Around 269 million people used drugs worldwide in 2018, which is 30% more than in 2009, while over 35 million people suffer from drug use disorders, according to the latest World Drug Report released today, which is in 2020, I guess, um, 
by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. Let's see. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Well, actually, okay, there's more. Opioids, however, remain the most harmful as over the past decade, the total number of deaths due to opioid use disorders went up 71% with a 92% increase among women compared with 63% among men. Okay, so that's interesting how within the opioids um, crisis, it seems like more women are affected than men. It's very interesting. Okay, moving on to the next question. Is where do people attain or buy drugs? So I'm going to copy this. Um, there's a lot of articles. Okay, well, this one is mainly focusing on teens, but let me check this one out. This is from therecoveryvillage.com. Okay, there are many ways that teenagers can get their hands on drugs or alcohol with, without having to buy them from a store. The high prevalence of illicit substances in most communities gives teens easy access to drugs both at school and other places groups of teens can develop a specific way to find drugs and distribute them to each other without adults figuring out what's going on um sometimes they sell uh, drugs to their peers uh fake ids a large portion of the oh that's alcohol um let me go back i mean i feel like the answer to this question where most people buy drugs is or buy or attain drugs is if they do buy it they probably get like an over-the-counter medicine to do it or if they can't buy it they you know of course um buy it from a or they either buy it from a dealer get it over counter or if they can't afford it they probably just you know just find it in other ways like whether it be buying it off the street and what have you um let me look more sometimes they buy it online And I'm sure they buy it from like black markets um, or, or uh, what is it called? The dark web and stuff like that. Okay, let's just move on to the next one. Because I feel like it's taking me forever just to get the answer. So I'm going to look the signs and symptoms of people who do have drugs, um, who is going through drug abuse and how you can kind of tell what they're going through so this one is also from American 
AmericanAddictionCenters.org. This is from this year, March 2021. Um, Okay, so it says... Oopsie. I don't know what that was about. Okay. If a person is abusing any drug, there are some of the general signs to look for. These include difficulties at school, disinterest in school-related activities, and declining grades. Okay, this is like for younger people, I guess. Poor work performance. Oh, never mind. Okay. Poor work performance, being chronically late to work, appearing tired and disinterested in work, work duties, and receiving poor performance reviews. Changes in physical appearance, such as wearing inappropriate or dirty clothing and a lack of interest in grooming. Altered behaviors, such as increased desire for privacy. Drastic changes in relationships. A noticeable lack of energy when when performing daily activities. Spending more money than usual or requesting to borrow money. That's a huge one. Issues with financial management, such as not paying bills on time. Changes in appetite, such as a decreased appetite and associated weight loss that's another big one bloodshot eyes poor skin tone and appearing tired or run down defensiveness when asked about substance abuse so these are some of the signs of someone who you know may be um, using drugs or they have an addiction so Okay, so a couple of the signs that stood out to me the most were the defensiveness when you ask them about something or when they ask to borrow money all of a sudden and they keep doing it over and over and over again. And another was... Um, oh yeah, the decrease, um, or the, yeah, the decrease in appetite and the weight loss. Um, I've seen that a lot as a symptom whenever you see someone who just all of a sudden loses all this weight and it's not that they just lose weight. It's more like they, they actually look sick, like their eyes are sunken in or, you know, their arms are frail and it's a very dramatic change. And when it comes to the change in behavior, um, from what I've seen as well, like they may be more fidgety or paranoid. Um, They also, you know, get defensive when you ask them to quote too many questions about what they're doing. So just all of these things put together. So the next question. Next question is, how long does it take for the average person to become sober or clean again, if possible? So I'm going to copy this. I mean, I already know that for many people, it takes years to finally become clean. But I just want to check out for myself what the actual stats are. One second. I'm literally typing this, so forgive me. And plus it's from my phone, so. Let's see. 
this is if you're drunk but i want to see like from drugs i'll put become clean from drugs again Okay, so now I'm going back to the recoveryvillage.com. It says the length of each stage of addiction recovery can vary wi- can vary widely depending on the severity of one's addiction, the type of substance used, and the frequency of use. As soon as people start thinking about ending substance abuse and beginning a period of recovery, they want to know the answer to one question. How long does addiction recovery take? Um, okay, let me skip a little bit. It says, on average, medical detox treatment tends to last for four days, as this is how long most acute symptoms of withdrawal last. However, it's important to keep in mind that the length of detox can vary depending on the substances used by the individual. For example, the number of days it takes to work through acute alcohol withdrawal symptoms will be different from the days needed to detox from other drugs with some short acting drugs like meth detox begins within a few hours after last use and acute withdrawal symptoms resolve in as little as three days however it may take 10 days to detox from alcohol so let's see okay so it also includes like different programs based on the days so it says some of the most popular lengths of rehab include 30 day 60 day 90 day and long-term drug rehab programs 120 days or more so it's it's structured in that type of um increment of like 30 days uh let's is there any more Okay, so approximately 90 days is the average duration of outpatient treatment, but some people will continue treatment indefinitely. So, I mean, just like anything else, it seems like with trying to get better, trying to get clean, going through the steps, it just seems like with any other addiction or problem, it it may take months, years, because of course there's periods where you say, okay, I wanna get better, I need to go to rehab, I need some help. And then of course there's the issue of relapsing and starting over again and you know, getting it out of your system. So it does take, I don't think it's as easy as what they make it seem to be like on this site. I don't think it literally just takes a few days, but we'll see. Um, Okay, next question I have is what things make it harder for people to quit or stay sober. So I'm gonna copy this. I'm gonna stay sober from drugs because I don't want, ah, wait, sorry, I erased it. Sober from drugs. 
let's click this one why is staying sober so difficult and this is from gardenstatetreatmentcenter.com so why is staying sober so difficult it might seem like a pretty basic thing staying away from drugs and alcohol especially if drugs and alcohol have played a negative role in your life and have led a ho- to a host of serious personal consequences those who haven't experienced addiction firsthand might think that saying clean and sober is a matter of willpower the truth is addiction is a chronic relapsing brain disease and those that struggle with addiction don't have the mental capacity to just quit whenever things get unmanageable the only way to successfully quit is to undergo detox inpatient treatment and aftercare while committing to a life of long-term recovery however while the process might seem straightforward the process itself can be quite difficult why is staying away from drugs and alcohol so hard and then um, it has a list so number one it says poor me it will be very difficult to stay sober if you stay wrapped up in self-pity feeling sorry for yourself will only drag you down and keep you trapped in a negative mindset rather than feeling sorry for yourself consider all the things that you have to be grateful for okay this is a little bit like okay a little bit after school especially <laughs> number two fear of missing out on social events being afraid of missing out on all the fun can make staying sober difficult this is especially true when you used to attend parties and nights out where drinking and drug use were prevalent be honest with yourself were you really having fun when active in your addiction also who said sobriety can't be fun in sobriety you'll finally be able to have authentic fun put yourself out there okay number three failure to hit rock bottom for some hitting a personal rock bottom is important to finding the motivation to get and stay sober rock bottoms can look completely different for example one person may decide to get clean after getting in trouble with the law one time while someone might take someone else homeless homelessness poverty and complete isolation in order to get clean number four thinking about never again the thought i could i can never drink again can be very overwhelming this is why it's so important to take things one day at a time number five you think you'll be able to moderate eventually i'm just going to keep skipping on number six setting unrealistic goals for yourself number seven a lack of adequate resources so um i also want to add to this um what i think would make it harder for someone to completely get sober it it depends on their environment so let's say if you're trying to get away from um using heroin smoking crack ecstasy whatever but then you're in an environment where everyone else is doing it around you it's going to be harder to quit because you're you're thinking oh my god i i want it so bad and i want to quit but since everyone's doing it in front of my face how can i possibly do that i'll just take one more hit i'll just do it right now because it's right in front of me so i mean just like anything else when you're trying to quit something like quit smoking or quit eating so much sugar or um quit doing anything if it's in front of you it's going to be harder for you to say no to it so um let's move on okay the next question is 
how can someone get the help they need? So I'm going to type that in. How can someone get the help they need from drug abuse? Okay, so I'm tired of looking at the recovery village. Let me look at something different. Um, here's one called TriHealth, T-R-I-Health.com. The challenge with addiction is that the, the addict is not the only one impacted by this disease. Family and friends can have difficulty with the addict's behavior, financial problems, legal problems, and the daily struggle of supporting a loved one. Here are seven tips that family and friends can reference to support an addicted family member or friend. So it says, tip one, educate yourself. Get information about addictions. Understand that addict's disease... Wait. Understand the addict's disease process. Find information about how it impacts the family and friends. Knowledge is power and it may help you understand more about yourself and your loved one. Skipping to number two, get support. When you have a loved one with an addiction problem, it can create a great deal of difficulty in your life. There are groups that can help you learn how to cope, provide resources, and help the addict, including Al-Anon, focus on alcohol addiction, Nair-Anon, focus on drug addiction. Tip three, get counseling. It may be helpful to get some individual counseling to assist yourself. Counseling isn't just for the addict. The more you are able to manage, the better you will be able to help your loved one. There are a variety of resources to find counselors. Your company may have an employee assistance program or your health insurance may have mental health benefits that you can access. Talk to someone you trust about finding the resources you need and do a, a search for resources in your area. Tip four, seek specialty help. If you need assistance with financial issues or legal issues, it may be helpful to talk to an attorney providers that are covered. Skipping on number five, don't enable. This is probably one of the hardest ones. It is difficult for family members when the disease takes hold. Often family members have supported the person's addiction without even fully realizing that was what they were doing. Don't rescue the addict. Let them experience this let them experience the consequences of their disease. Wow. I'm going to repeat that. It actually says, let them experience the consequences of their disease. Many times people are unable to change until they are forced. Don't financially support the addict or their addiction. Number six, have realistic expectations. Number seven, take care of yourself. Okay. That, that goes without saying. Okay. So these are some of the ways you can actually help. And the second part of the question is like, what are some programs? So I, um, I live in California. So let me search for, um, like resources for, um, drug, yeah, drug abuse. patients in California so I'm going to take a look at the resources in my state 
Okay, so I see drug rehab in California. I see drug rehab and alcohol addiction treatment in California, the recovery village. There's there's a website called samhsa.gov. It's S-A-M-H-S-A.gov. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. There's Orange County, Substance Abuse, County of Orange. There's Substance Use Resources for Adolescents and Young Adults. Um, and that's from adolescencehealth.org. There's the LA County Department of Public Health. So as you can see, like there's so many like addiction or um, drug rehab centers for you to just Google within your own area so that you can get the help you need. Or if you see someone else doing it. Um, the next question. Um, I'm going to kind of answer this myself based on my experience with other people. Um, the next question I had was, how do you approach someone who you care about and encourage or persuade them to take the steps towards sobriety? Um, I feel like in any case, of course you can't really make somebody get the help they need. They have to want it themselves, right? Just like anything else, whether they, whether it be drug abuse or they're being, you know, going through domestic violence or they have a drinking problem, a gambling addiction, like anything, they have to want it themselves. But I feel like one of the best ways to go about it is just approaching that person in a warm and loving way, not accusatory, but just saying, hey, um, I just want to let you know that I really care about you and um, whatever you're going through, you know that I always got you. I I will support you through this um, journey if you would like to take it. I want to see you get better and the reason why I'm saying this is because it's affected you in XYZ ways and it has also negatively affected me and people around you in in XYZ ways and at the end of the day we just want to see you get better so if you have like a message like that to where you're calmly communicating to that person hey I've noticed that you know you're going through this and it worries me and you know if they might get a they might get defensive they might lash out at you and say I don't have a problem you have the problem and how dare you get in my business you know all that stuff but you know I feel like if you if you bring it up at least once or twice or if you just give them like a helping hand and just say okay um I know you're not going to listen to me, but I just wanted to give you this phone number or this hotline in case you need help or in case you just want to take the steps you need to see what this center is all about. Just something like that. Uh, Because I feel like the worst thing or one of the worst things you can do is just pretend like it's not happening 
and at the same um on the other side of the spectrum it would be worse if you also once again enabled their drug use by saying you know okay fine here's some money um just don't buy any more drugs because obviously they're gonna do it right um so just finding that healthy balance of saying look I want you to get better um I I'm not judging you I just genuinely don't want to see you go down this um downward spiral because we care just you know something like that so the last question I have is specifically for the rehab process I I wonder what the specific steps are of a typical rehab once you call the number and and try to get better so I'm gonna ask um what steps um, do rehabs implement for drug users to get clean? And I feel like different rehab centers are going to have different steps slightly same day admissions okay I'm just gonna click on California drug rehab same day admissions and I'm gonna click the link that says drug detox program okay so um, by the way they have this number it says call today 866 866- Three three zero nine four four nine for California. Um, so at first it says, "What is a detox program?" A detox program at a licensed facility provides supervised detox from drugs and alcohol during. Sorry, if you hear these little like beep boop boop, it's the little chats that's um, happening. The like the little chat assistant in the bottom of the screen. But anyway. During detox, the harmful substances are removed from the body. Detox brings differing levels of discomfort and pain. While attending a detox center in Orange County, California, these discomforts are monitored and managed. In some cases, medical detox may be necessary to deal with severe withdrawal symptoms or complications like delirium, tremens from alcohol abuse. A detox program assists with the following. Safety, safely and comfortably clearing the body completely of the unwanted substance, manages symptoms of withdrawal, encourages ongoing substance abuse treatment. Clearing out toxins from the body allows individuals to think more clearly and begin healing after a period of substance abuse issues. So what I thought um, what these centers do, specifically with drugs, is I thought they basically teach people or like, I mean, they may do some things like, okay, instead of having this much, you're only going to have this much to like kind of wean them off of that substance gradually. But I didn't think, and maybe this is just my night, my naiveness coming out. 
but I didn't think it was going to be like an actual physical detox out of the body. I just thought all they did was like teach, teach people and monitor people and say, Hey, uh, we're going to have lunch today here and we're going to do this activity and then go back to your room or whatever. And we're going to have this class about, you know, da, 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 da. But I didn't think it was going to be like a physical, actual detox out of the body and system, which makes sense. Um, dangers of detox at home. It can be tempting to use natural remedies um, or a cold turkey approach to quitting drug and alcohol use, but quitting is not simply a matter of willpower. Addiction is a disease that needs proper treatment by professionals. There are many dangers individuals can run into when detoxing at home. So here's some withdrawal symptoms. It says mood swings and symptoms of mental health disorders, trouble sleeping, clammy skin, rapid heart rate, nausea and vomiting, shakiness or feelings of weakness um, the more severe sim- symptoms are, are, are fever, hallucinations, confusion, seizures um, delirium tremens from alcohol detox drug and alcohol re- relapse initial relapse during detox at home is exponentially more likely old habits don't disappear once detox starts often there are intense cravings during this process Relapse from at-home detox generally occurs because of the following. Reduced withdrawal symptoms, satisfied cravings, experiencing triggers to use, self-medicating a mental health disorder, lack of support network. Uh, Let's see. What to look for when searching for a detox program. When looking for a detox center in, in Orange County, California specifically, the center should hold certifications and be accredited. So I'm guessing that's pretty much everywhere. You should find somewhere that's actually legit and have certifications and be accredited and licensed. Beyond being properly licensed, what differentiates the best detox centers is specialized detox programs like the following. Alcohol detox program, heroin detox program, opiate or opioid detox programs, and meth detox programs. So as you can see, or as you can hear really, there are different specific and um, specialized detox programs. Let me take a sip of water real quick. So, what to do after your detox program? After a detox program is completed, outpatient or residential treatment programs begin. Detox alone doesn't help individuals recover from the psychological, social, and behavioral issues caused by addiction. This is where continued care comes in. After detox, there are many levels of care, including outpatient treatment, intensive outpatient program, partial hospitalization program, alumni, and community program. Um, Okay, so anyway, once again, this is the renaissancerecovery.com page for Orange County. And if you would like to call Orange County, if you know someone, you know, in that area, the number once again is 866-268-1206. I just want to just put that out there just in case. So, um, learning like a little bit about drug abuse and I know this doesn't cover everything but I just wanted to kind of make it as 
you know, simple as possible when it comes to learning more about it. And before I close on this topic, um, it just seems like there's a lot of negative stigma against people who are currently um, undergoing drug abuse and addiction one of course one negative stereotype is okay if you're addicted to drugs you're never gonna make anything of yourself and life is over for you or you're just a bum your life is worth less than this person's because they're clean and they're making money and you know I just feel like a lot of people look down on people who uh are addicted to drugs and unfortunately yes we do see many homeless people who also happen to do drugs because it's like their only escape and I what was I gonna say I mean sometimes or many times really especially people who happen to be wealthy or even like people who are average and have a nine-to-five job and doing pretty good for themselves they have a tendency to look down on people who are going through this because it's like oh well I mean I'm not gonna give you money because you're just gonna spend it spend it more on drugs well I'm not gonna help you because your life is worthless compared to mine it's just that whole mentality of looking down on someone and you know I remember one of my family members I won't say who but I remember them saying something that like really made me angry or perplexed and it was so like I don't want to say dumb but it was dumb to me when they were like well you know it wasn't that much this person only gave me um oh what is that noise oh actually I'm sorry guys I only have like Um, a few minutes left apparently I have literally five minutes but anyway I want to wrap up by saying that you know if you have a problem but you know what let me continue off with my thought this person said well you know such and such person only gave me this much of X um well whatever drug it's not that big of a deal or they made it seem like it was like not big of a deal that they only give them a little bit and I said no there's no such thing as just trying a little bit there's no such thing as you know it's just one time I mean maybe it would be one time but especially if you you've seen your family members you've seen friends pass away and die from drug abuse why would you want to start doing it as well but anyway Um, there's that 
and um i mean i hope that i never even experiment with drugs start drugs and who knows maybe i'll um i mean i don't know if cbd is technically a drug but i understand that it helps anxiety and stuff like that but i don't ever see myself abusing drugs thank god and if you know i just hope everyone listens to this and just takes something away that drug abuse or um people who are on crack or cocaine or heroin it's not a joke i know that we see it as a joke all the time on tv and stuff like that and it's it's glorified by certain celebrities or certain songs that we hear but i just really hope that people take the time and think how can i help this person how can I spread the word on this or like sharing your stories about how it's, you know, it's difficult to even ask for help when you know that you're addicted to something. It's hard to go through the steps of sobriety when you're addicted to something. And, um, I, my prayers just go out to people and families who still struggle with this, but anywho, I just wanted to have this hour-long conversation apparently it's been it's been almost an hour and I didn't even realize but anyway thank you so much for tuning in to this uh special episode of the people scare me podcast my name is rose you can find me on twitter at cutie artist 92 and let's just pray that we'll get through another week another month another year of this wild crazy place called planet earth so um talk to you guys in the next one see ya